0: This is the Seven Figure Standard Podcast, hosted by Arash Vasugi and Mikey Stiller, with mindset and strategies to help you break through and create personal freedom.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Seven Figure Standard Podcast. I'm Mikey Stiller, joined by my co host, Arash Vasugi, and we're so thrilled to be back with you for another episode. And you guys are in for a real treat because today we're going to be talking about leadership and leverage, two topics that go hand in hand and are widely misunderstood. Araj, you are a fantastic leader and you know a lot about leadership. I'm really excited to pick your brain on this topic because there's so many people who lead in the wrong way and in an effective way. And so I want to get your thoughts on this right out the gate.
0: You know, leadership is something I believe that is your responsibility because first you have to lead yourself. And I love what you said right away. It's misunderstood. Fear has no place in leadership. See, that's what we want to understand. A lot of people are leading with fear. It is a terrible place because if you're leading with fear, you're going to have a fearful team. You're going to have a fearful client base. You're going to create a fearful culture. To me, there's only two types of people. There's leaders or there's victims. Leaders always take responsibility. Victims always make excuses. Victims blame their team, blame their clients. Leaders know that everything starts from the top down. And, uh, you know, the best way to lead, I think the best qualities of leadership to me is number one, always lead by example. I believe the leader should be the hardest working person in the company and on the team because it shows a great example. It is so contagious. Uh, Leadership quality is one of the best ones is they're always pursuing greatness. They're chasing greatness. They're always leading themselves first and leaving that example. And I think it's such a misnomer that, okay, I've gotten to this point, so now my team does everything. And I think that's a very bad cultural environment. The leader's job is to overcome the team's fears and insecurities and empower Mm -hmm. their team. The leader knows they could do it better, but long-term, their job is to inspire others and really create value. And the best quality of a leader, you're going to know it right away because they are developing more great leaders. If I was the only leader in our company, that would be a problem. You know, that means I didn't do a very good job of leading others. And leadership is a language that's very honest. It's very transparent. There's no gray area. Even when they are working with their team, they're doing it in a way to inspire them, to empower their beliefs, to empower them to grow. You could look at some of the greatest leaders. They are the most respected people. And if you look, leadership is a mindset. So you could look at any leader and your team is following your mindset. I love standard. Leaders have a standard. And that is the epitome of leadership.
1: You know, Raj, no matter what point everybody that's listening to our podcast right now is at, whether you are in a corporate job and maybe you're a manager and you have a team, or maybe you're a solopreneur, everybody has to develop leadership skills because you're leading in your life, period. Whether you are leading a company or a team or yourself or your family, your children. Your group of friends, everybody needs leadership skills. Will you talk about how leadership bleeds into every area of your life?
0: How we do one thing is how we do everything. So if I'm spending my days making excuses, I'm gonna make them in all areas of my life. And we wanna be able to really observe ourselves. Leaders are great observers of self. They're looking at what their triggers are, what their blind spots are. They're the first to acknowledge that they made an error. And the leaders are not. Focused on the result, they're focused on the process. They do not let the result disturb them. They'll look at it and they say, okay, this is where I need to adjust. And they're always studying other leaders. You know, I always say you can learn from anybody, and there's always somebody more aware than you. And if you look at some of the top leaders in the world, I will tell you like I became a great leader because I asked a lot of questions. I think to be a great number one, you have to be a great number four first, then a great number two. And then you develop into a great number one. Leaders are learners. And leadership is a language. Like, listen to their self-talk. You will know a leader from a mile away. You can have people that are super insecure, that quote unquote have a business, but they're always wanting to tell the other person what they did, what they got. That is not a secure leader. That is a very insecure. And I wouldn't call that leadership. I would call that somebody who is self-absorbed. The true leaders are not self-absorbed. They're giving all the credit to their team. They're giving all the credit to their clients. They're giving all the credit away. And they take all the responsibility when they fail because they will fail. That's how they develop leadership. They were willing to fail in order to win. But they're always, this. I should have said this first, they're always leading with a vision. And they let their team, they build their culture off their vision. I love the quote by William James. He said, without a vision, people perish. Like you'll know a company that is poorly led and it doesn't lead with a vision. It's all about I, not about we. You know, there's a great question I always ask my corporate clients and they think it's a trick question. I promise you it's not a trick question. I said, who is the most important part of the team? And the number one thing that they'll tell me is they'll go to their superstars in their team. They go, oh, this person I can't do without. That's not the most important part of the team. It's a critical part, but not the most important part. The most important part of a team is we. We get much more done than I. And that's leadership.
1: I love that. You know, you touched on at the beginning how a lot of people try to poorly lead with fear and why that doesn't work. It seems like somewhere along the lines, because we believed that leaders should be strong, the mass majority of people accepted the idea that strength correlated to fear. Why do you think that correlation was made? And how do you think we change it?
0: I think it was just decades of programming. Leadership was more like dictatorship. I remember playing sports and I'd have these coaches. They would always pick at what you did wrong. They think, oh, I'm toughening you up. Well, then I had had this one coach that changed my life. Like everything was inspiring. And if you ask, what is your relationship to leadership? You'll know by how you've been led. Like if you didn't have strong leaders, then you could really resist leadership and never wanted to be a leader. You know, but I think at the core, leadership is very heart-based. Everything you have to lead with your heart. And every person is doing their best. They really are. They may not be aware yet, but they're doing their best. And the leader's job is to bring out their potential. See, when I'm looking at somebody that I'm leading, I'm not looking at where they are. I'm looking at where they wanna be. And I'm holding the image of where they wanna be already there until they're strong enough to walk into that image. And I'm sharing with them what I see in them. And I will be very honest with them. I'll say, this is where your gap is. And this is the gap we wanna improve, but I will help you improve it. I will help you get there. And I'm always asking them about their goals. What is your goal? And I put all my energy towards their goals because I also know if I help them get their goals, my goals will get taken care of. We're always talking about service. The leaders are always thinking of how they can serve. How can you leave everybody better off? And that's at the core of leadership. Now, I'll tell you one, that I think everyone needs to pay attention to, leadership starts with leading of self first, but leadership is earned every day. Yeah. I watch leaders say, oh, I brought it to this. Now I'm going to take a step back. No, you keep developing more superstars. And the leaders are always recruitment consciousness. They're always looking at, I'm looking constantly as who could my next superstar be that's walking on the streets that could join our team. You know, so leadership is about being culture builders. You want to be a culture builder. In the beginning, you're going to spend a like if somebody's a solopreneur right now wants to expand their team. In the beginning, you may spend 24 months of tedious work with people that you may think you're not going anywhere and you're giving them the same message over and over again. But remember, the leadership comes from an understanding because people are seeing the world not as it is not at their potential, but as their old story. So the leader's job is to create a new story for them, to get them to walk into that new vision of what's possible. And you always wanna put carrots in front of your team because you never know what one carrot will do to get somebody to just buy in. And then they'll buy into the rest of their life. And there's nothing better than that. There's nothing for me more fulfilling than taking somebody at the bottom and bringing them to the top.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So my favorite piece of leadership advice I ever received or the one that made the biggest impact on me was to make people feel good. That simple. Best leadership advice is make people feel good. When they feel good, they'll do their best work. And one of our core values at Voss Coaching Co is actually hard on work, good to people. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to talk about that because we talk a lot about standard. And so you have a really high standard for the output of work, but you're good to people. So you're not hard on the people. You may be hard on the work, to keep your standard high, but you still make everyone that works with you feel good.
0: Yeah, I think that's critical. I mean, you're very good at that. And I feel like I'm very good at it where I get people to believe in themselves. And you can only get them to believe in themselves by complimenting them, but by being authentic with your compliments. You don't just compliment them when they're not doing it. Mm -hmm. You don't compliment them when they're not working on the items that they say they're working on. I think leaving people better off is making them feel good, like always leave them better off. You and I always talk about the sandwich method. When we're Mm -hmm. communicating, it's like you'll say, you're doing really good here. Then you put where they want to improve. Then you leave them the next right after you tell them, listen, I need you to get focused. Then the next message, but you could do it. You know, so you're always sandwiching in two compliments with a gap. And I think there is no such thing as leadership without trust. Now, you have to earn that trust from your team. So they're watching everything you're doing. I tell leaders this all the time. When you think they're not watching you, they're watching you. That's why one of the most important qualities of leadership is being consistent, showing up. Even when things are great, you show up the same way. You're very neutral. You don't get too high or too low. And then when things are bad, you don't let that affect you because they're watching your attitude. So attitude is the precipice of leadership. You want your team to know you have their back and you never not do what you say you're going to do. That's critical to leadership.
1: All right, Raj, I want to move on to leverage. At the very beginning, I said we're going to do this on leadership and leverage, which might seem like an odd pairing if you don't understand leverage. But after this podcast episode, you're going to see why they pair together so perfectly. So what do people need to understand about leverage and why do we talk about leverage as it relates to leadership?
0: Well, let's look at, to me, the best definition that I ever come up with for myself on leverage is the man or woman who needs nothing is the most leveraged. Think of somebody selling a product when they come from that needy place, they're sending out a double binding message. They're coming from an attachment that they need, they need, and they're operating with no leverage. And then you watch the person who's a pro, who's so detached, who's like, I can help you. I want to help you. But if you do it, great. If you don't, that's the person who puts out this energy of power. And that's what leverage is. Leverage is freedom. Leverage is peace of mind. And when it comes to leadership, when you lead and mix it with leverage, how you create the leverage is by rising people up to their potential. Well, as they rise up their your team is gonna leverage you. They're gonna leverage your client base. They're gonna leverage the things you don't like to do. Now, the first exercise I always give people to leverage is write out what you don't wanna do anymore and then give it to your team and let them do it until they master those things. That's gonna open you up to work on higher ideas, work on higher income producing ideas, work on higher quality ideas Work on building your team. And that's why leverage is so important.
1: And can you talk about different ways to leverage yourself? I think one way to leverage yourself is what you just mentioned. You have, you know, you love yourself by training someone else to do what you do. But I think also sometimes we get bogged down in overwhelm of all these different tasks that have to be done. But changing your perspective to looking at them as an investment in time is a leverage as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to put that time in. Like I said, it may be 24 months to start, it may be less, but you're leveraging that time for the short term, we're working harder, that's going to create freedom for you in the long term. And unfortunately, we live in a society that everything is like, I need it tomorrow. Oh, they're not working. I believe the best way you create leverage in leadership is through training. You can never train your team enough, but you train them with a standard. And this is very important. You don't just train them. You train them with an expectation. This is the expectation of your role. This is the standard of your role. And then you let them walk into it. See, I always talk about standard and leadership and leverage that I want people to be so good at what they do that they're the standard in their industry. And I'm talking about their team. If you've developed yourself and developed your mindset and really developed your disciplines, you are already effective as a leader of self. Now, how you become a leader of others, that's when you're going to really earn a significant level of wealth in your life of how many people you help them get to their goals. And that's, as you do that, you're leveraging yourself more than anything else that I can tell you.
1: Raj, one of the gaps that we've seen when it comes to understanding leverage is you just mentioned how you can, if you really need a sale, That'll come across as neediness. So let's say that you are in a position where you need to create income. So you feel like you do need that sale. How do you get out of the neediness to create that leverage whenever you feel like the outside circumstance is telling you you do need it?
0: Well, first off, if you need it, you're in trouble. I'm going to tell you this when you're working with a client, a real professional leader, a real professional what they do, they've already sold the client in their mind first. So you would never bring that energy of need because you're so certain about what you do. Now that takes a great deal of mastery. That means you have to lead yourself in practicing your craft. And then when you go in, you are just focused on them. You're making them the most important person. I will give you an idea that if you really, it'll be so simple that most people can reject this that come in with the attitude that you're going to leave every single person so much better off. I mean, you're giving them 10 times the value that you receive in cash value and you watch, you're going to have a tribe of people wanting to work with you. See, whenever somebody's dealing with, I need this, they're coming from lack and limitation. And that's why leadership is a way of thinking, but it's not just a way of thinking. It's a way of your beingness. It's this authenticity that just resonates from you. That's why I said leadership is very heart-based. And so what you want to do is you want to already see yourself where you want to be. You want to see your team where they want to be. You want to see your customers where they want to be. That's what you want to do. I was on a call with one of our clients. She's been working with us for six months. And this woman just hit her first big goal and she wanted to give me all the credit. She went from earning 5,000 a month, now she's earning 27,000 a month. And she said, if it wasn't for you and your style of coaching and leadership, I wouldn't have done it. I said, you've done the work. She said, but nobody's believed in me until you. She goes, I'm in my late 60s. I've never had anyone believe in you. See, you don't know the power of belief as a leader. And when you hold that belief, people will walk into it. See, they don't have to believe it, but they will buy into your belief. And that's why no matter the adversities your team goes through, your clients go through, you hold the image of them already being there. And it is so powerful. It will activate a relentlessness in the people because they're like, if he believes it, then I can do it. Or if she believes it, then I can do it. And that's where it's very important.
1: That is so, so powerful. I want to get into the assignment for today. So if someone's wanting to implement better leadership practices or leverage into their life, where should they start?
0: First, they've got to start with leading self. They've got to be a great leader of self. If you tell yourself you're going to do something, you do it. Now, before I get into an exercise, I can't go with leadership without communication, You want to communicate effectively. Your self-talk has to be through the roof. And remind yourself, today's self-talk equals tomorrow's facts. You never lead with an excuse. If a client says, oh, you did this, let me hear from your perspective. You don't come from taking it personally. You come from understanding. And it doesn't mean you agree with it. You don't have to agree. You don't disagree. You say, can I give you a different perspective? Or with your team. Say, Let me hear, let's say somebody on your team says, you know what, I feel limited. Say, tell me why you feel limited. Like, let them talk. And then you may say, okay, I understand that perspective. However, there may be a different perspective. Is it possible that you've been holding on to something? So communication is so important to understand. And watch how you're communicating. Are you an effective communicator? And if you're not, work on your language, work on coming from your heart. I can go on leadership for hours. I really can. Because leadership is about listening. We hear with our ears. We listen with our intuition. Most people are speaking to talk, not listening. So that's another form of communication. So if you say, what is a a great exercise to do is I would write out, the type of leader you wanna be. Write it out specifically. And I would really focus in the present tense on the type of leader and look at yourself as a leader. Am I making excuses? Let them go. So start working on responsibility right away. And I have another idea for them. So that's not a written idea. Leaders always take extreme ownership. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, extreme ownership, they're always taking full responsibility. I want you to hear the words extreme. They're taking complete ownership. One of the best books I've ever read on leadership is called actually actually extreme ownership. And highly encourage people to go get it on Audible or read it themselves. But with your exercise, write out the type of leader you want to be. And then observe yourself as a leader. Say, am I making excuses or am I taking responsibility? Am I inspiring others? Am I focused on what I can get or what I can give? Start observing yourself and jot it down. Say, you know, in these situations, when I'm really good, I focus on what I can give. But when I'm not doing really good, I'm just going to get. So observe that. And then you're going to see what part of your identity as a leader that you want to alter.
1: Raj, I love it. I love this topic. So thank you so much for your expertise on leadership and leverage. And thank you all for being here. Go ahead and leave us a rating and review and share this podcast with your friends and family. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the 7 Figure Standard podcast. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of 7 Figure Standard. We hope you found the insights and strategies helpful on your journey to success. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more people like you. To learn more about Arash and Mikey and how Voss Coach Co. can help you achieve your goals and reach new levels of success, visit vosscoachingco.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of 7 Figure Standard.